0: of Blue Tunes and Sad croons, here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Tune in and cry it out with me, DJ Susie. Don't you want to open your presence? If it's a severed head, I'm going to be very upset. Okay. What is it? It's
1: a gun rack.
0: A gun rack? A gun rack. Shaw! Right. I don't even own a gun, let alone many guns that would necessitate an entire rack. What am I gonna do with a gun rack?
2: quarter pounder with cheese meal look at that coke that barely fits in there look how big that french fry is that thing is like four feet tall double quarter pounder I that's a lot of food man see now's the time of the meal when you start getting the mixed stomach ache right now i got i got some mcgas that's rocking my arm are you sweating there my arms i feel like i got some Mcsweats sweats going My arms got the McTwitches going in here from all the sugar that's going in my body right now. I'm,
1: I'm dying. You're right.
0: Yeah. On the last flag. Am I bugging you? I don't mean to bug you. Okay, Edge. Play the blues. Become the first thing you think of when you think of me as a human being. As you know, I have curly hair. I used to hate my girls. I spent mornings and nights embarrassed of them, trying desperately to straighten this part of my hair. But the daily damage of trying to fix myself became too much to endure. Hmm. So, while having curly hair in Florida is difficult due to the humidity, <laughs> I decided to be proud of who I was and started coming to school as my authentic self. Here, it was Miss Allen who answered my questions, because I didn't have other curly-haired people to talk to. It was Mr. Pauling who wrote essays about curls costing me an opportunity that I really wanted. It was my friends that told me that curls look good on me, and that I should stop them. It was a messy and twisted growth process, but eventually, I did. It's because of the love I've drawn from this community that I came out to my family. Now I'm happy, and that is what is at stake. There are going to be so many kids with curly hair who need a community like Pineview, and they will not have one. Instead, they'll try to fix themselves so that they can exist in the humid climate. I've been preparing for this speech since I was elected my freshman year. Do you think that I wanted it to be about this? It, it needs to be about this for the thousands of curly-haired kids who are going to be forced to speak like this for their entire lives as students.
1: I stay up, clean the house. At least I'm not drinking. Run around just so I don't have to think about thinking That silent sense of content that everyone gets Just disappears soon as the sun sets An amazing thing happened, which was that New York took this losing team to its bosom. Everybody thinks New York only cares about champions, but we cared about the Mets. I remember going to some games in June that year, and uh, they were getting walloped. They were getting horribly beaten. But the crowds came out to the polo grounds in great numbers. And people brought horns and blew these horns. And after a while, I realized that this was probably antimatter to the Yankees. We were across the river and had won so long. And winning is not a whole lot of fun if it goes on. But the Mets were human. And that horn I began to realize was blowing for me because there's more Met than Yankee in all of us. We what we experience day-to-day in our lives is much more there's much more losing than winning, which is why we love the Mets.
3: Winslow T. Broadcast booth in cloudy, it's cloudy, Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm John Reed, you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is Race to the Bottom, baby. <laughs> Right. My opening monologue, as always, is brought to you by Winslow Tea, and I'm drinking it right now. Mmm. Ah, lukewarm. Just like I like it. And you can get your own Winslow tea. Just uh, go to the go to uh Winslowtea.net and um, in 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 order, and it's free shipping, but it's not free handling. The handling is going to cost you. Yeah. They don't say that anymore: free shipping and handling. What is handling? I would say handling is is uh. It's like putting it onto the onto the truck, but that's shipping. Is shipping is <laughs> shipping the actual transport and handling. Is putting it on the truck. I want to know uh, what what you know about this. Please uh, steep into the conversation with hashtag how you know, and let me know what you know so I can know what we all know, and then I can echo that back to you all. Copyright. I just, I'm just i going to copyright what I just said. That was good. And I'm also going to copyright the mashup. Like, girl talk. There was this... Uh, the, the guy who kind of... I don't know if he invented mashups, but popularized mashups was this guy, girl talk. But people were doing it before. Mashup is just a collage But this guy Girl Talk Um I don't know You would look him up I don't want to tell the story of Girl Talk I want to tell you what was in the mashup 104 104 104 We heard from the Breeders With Cannonball Man that is a a good song Yes Julian I put the Mets again in the mashup, of course. But uh, we heard from Cannonball. We heard from uh, Florida High School class president Xander Moritz. Luke Warm should be my MC name. Yeah. I'm Lukewarm. <laughs> yes. Thank you, listener Tim. That's uh, I'll do the I'll do like um, Outcast does. John Reed, A.K.A. Johnny Jumpsuit, A.K.A. Lukewarm, coming at you from the Winslow T. Broadcast Booth. Yeah, this this Florida high school uh, class president uh, Xander Moritz. It's M O R C Z. How would you pronounce that? Morris. Moritz, Moritz. Uh, you know, he did, he did his, his senior speech and uh, he's in Florida, so he, it's the uh, don't say gay stuff. So he, he, uh, he subbed in curly hair for, for being gay. and it was uh, it was beautiful and, and heartbreaking and talked about um, the support he got from teachers. Which uh, you sickos would call uh, grooming. Um, yeah, and um, this the the war the, the war in the school goes on and uh, in so many ways. There was a girl. Um, they did a assembly at my school for eighth graders, um, talking about uh, microaggressions, and I know I can't. It, I can't believe they would be talking about microaggressions and, and this uh, social emotional learning stuff. It's it's so horrible, but but they nevertheless they did and um, cough button. And this girl stood up and said, uh, "It's like it's not even cool to be straight anymore." Everybody was like, "Shut up." wonder who she's listening to. Got some ideas. But I know who I'm listening to is Roger Angel. And, and yes. Um, yes, Julian. Um, more Mets. Roger Angel, uh, we talked about it last week. Passed away at, at 101. Was ripped from us at such a young age. 101 years old. Um, but... My favorite baseball writer. If you want to read some good baseball writing, it's the summer's game, I'd say is is the go-to. But that's him talking about uh, the Mets. How we all are have the Mets. The horn was blowing for me. So we all lose more than we win. But the Mets won last night, baby. And speaking of good writing Roger Angel also man who who who's keeping up with Better Call Saul It's the it's the uh, season finale Season uh, um no not season finale what's it called series it's the we're we're in the middle of the final series final season (laughs) i can't you know show uh, tv talk and then they split this final season into two parts like the like i think the sopranos were the first to do this. this is the new thing to do i think the walking dead which i never watched did this as well um And so the I guess the final season part A just finished, and oh my God. Oh my God, Can you believe what happened? All I'll say for those in the know is man Howard. Howard. And I was talking with uh, with Mrs. Lukewarm my wife who said my wife Who? who's the guy who said that Abraham Lincoln mid-season finale thank you thank you Julian yes mid-season finale My wife and I were talking about, Better Call Saul, uh, she made the the good point that it's kind of like, the writing is kind of like Toni Morrison, and bear with me on this. I know, that might sound like sacrilege, but if you're a Toni Morrison reader, you know that she'll sometimes just drop something early in the book or with no context, and you're like, wait, what? What are you? I guess I gotta just keep reading. What does she mean? What does Tony Morrison mean by that, by that sentence? She'll uh, she'll throw these things in and you got to just keep reading. And that's that's uh that happens with Better Call Saul. A lot of times in Better Call Saul, you're watching uh you're watching somebody do something fastidiously, doing some kind of involved preparation for <laughs> for some plan for some activity you got to you just got to just strap yourself in for the ride and you know who else had to strap himself in for the ride is uh why is this transition so funny to me is Morgan Spurlock from Supersize Me? For some reason, I don't know why, but um, long-time listeners of Race to the Bottom know that for some reason, Morgan Spurlock and Supersize Me uh, just continue to pop up. And um, I was talking last week about the the scene from us uh, where uh, Jared from Subway is involved and the girl says i can't afford subway although she doesn't really say that and i wanted to pull that clip but i would have had to i couldn't find it for free i didn't want to buy it. i didn't want to rent supersize me but maybe we should have a, a race to the bottom community viewing re, re- revisiting super supersize me so i just played the beginning and i've talked about this before Morgan Spurlock embarks on his thing where he eats McDonald's for every meal for a month. And he has to, he has to supersize it. If they ask, do you want to supersize that? He has to say yes. There's no way he can get around that. And so that's from the uh, very first time he goes and gets a, a meal. And, uh. I think he's being disrespectful to McDonald's in that clip. Look, yes, a- eating McDonald's for every meal for a month, yes, would wreak havoc. <laughs> but the, he he's, he's uh, as the kids say, doing too much in that first clip. He has a burger and fries and, and soda. He's that pure that he, like, gets sick from a... That's good food people are starving all over the world Morgan let's throw that up in the parking lot little dramatic just a tiny bit dramatic mrs. lukewarm yeah you you like that. Yeah, a lot of unlucky characters in um, Better Call Saul. And and as long as I'm... Uh, oh, quick sidebar. On the show today is, is Tom D'Amato. We'll be talking to him in about 10. Catch, catching up with Tom. Cough button. But as long as I'm talking about, like, fast food, I had something... I had a thought that occurred to me this week, and I and I have to get it off my chest. And I, this used to be something I would tweet, or I would just mention to somebody. But sometimes I have a thought like this, and I just save it for the show. And I haven't, I, so I haven't told anybody this. Oh, um, it's because my wife's wondering why she's Mrs. Lukewarm because listener Tim suggested that my. MC name uh, should be Luke Warm because that's how I like my Winslow but you keep your own name that's how, that's how our marriage works anyway Dunkin Donuts right <laughs> I like how Mark Maron says Dunkin Donuts coffee makes you angry I agree with that Gets you all jacked up and angry. And, um, it's also, I was a, a kid on my baseball team. We, we were, went on the bus to Central Park and we drove by a Krispy Kreme. I'm not roasting my wife, Chris. We drove by a Krispy Kreme and, and, uh, This kid was trying to say Dunkin' Donuts glazed was better than Krispy Kreme. He's out of his mind. He's a French kid. But anyway, Dunkin' Donuts, right? Super popular in the Northeast. It has its good strong points. It has its weak points. But I have to say, a lot of the Dunkin' Donuts are are Dunkin' Donuts slash... Baskin Robbins, you know how, how that happens I think Baskin Robbins got a raw deal with that Baskin Robbins back in the day like in the 90s used to feel like super fancy it's like oh my god it's a Baskin Robbins it's like good ice cream it's a treat now at most of these places uh, where it's a Dunkin Donuts and a Baskin Robbins I guess ostensibly the the Dunkin Donuts person is supposed to also be scooping your ice cream, but it's a, a total afterthought. Got nobody manning the, the the ice cream. Am I wrong about this, guys? Baskin Robbins just got tarnished by this business deal. <laughs> <laughs> And that's just something I believe. This I believe. You remember that on NPR? This I believe. And I believe that God believes in Claude. I put that, I had that in my head. From uh, Hair. Remember that? We heard from uh, Wayne's World. I don't have a gun, let let alone a... Let alone a many guns that would necessitate a gun rack and we know why I put that in the mashup and I think it's uh what about uh, all these macho people with guns what about be what about like a new kind of uh macho or brave thing where you like brag about not having a gun I'm such a tough person I don't have a gun come at me <laughs> and again as for somebody who doesn't like uh, Saturday Night Live that much I've been putting putting uh, Saturday Night Live clips in the mashups for like a month running and as long as, as we're talking uh, SNL I have something quickly to do if you bear with me gotta get this here we go you ready for this?
1: I'm going to teach you how to say excuse me in French. That means I am sorry. Excusez-moi. excuse moi Pardon. Pardonnez-moi. Je suis désolé.
3: Yeah. So, last week, I um, we had Dr. Lisa on the show, and I, I mentioned... You know, she's friends with all these people, of Saturday Night Live people. And there was a mass exodus from Saturday Night Live last week. And I said, uh, RIP to Pete Davidson and Aidy Bryant. And I said, and somebody else, I don't know. That somebody else was, was uh, Kate McKinnon. Arguably the, the most talented of, of them all. And, uh, and I apologize to uh, Kate McKinnon, although I really don't like that uh, cell phone commercial that she's in. Although they've kind of stopped playing that, thank God. She's too, she's too chipper and earnest about cell phones. But yeah, everybody's been, uh, it's been a, a really rough week. Wasn't it? I haven't even. I don't even think I talked about Buffalo last week. I I can't remember even when that happened. And then somebody was shot on the Q train, and then and then uh, the 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 thing in Texas. And what what I'll say is that um, I think. I think maybe like um, this goes to show that um, you know if you even if you all you do all day is talk about how amazing cops are and uh, wave your um, thin blue line flags um, and 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 denigrate the the left and and uh, talk about how how uh, out of control the left is. Uh, it, it, it still happens both the subway uh, shooters turned themselves in the cops couldn't do anything you know how the cops um, stood outside of the school in Texas gun control and I, I forgot who I read this but I we just as far as our democratic leaders they just play by the rules it's the double edged sword of Biden we, we, we wanted him to come in and reestablish these norms but you gotta get in people's faces man like, uh, shout out to Beto and Steve Kerr and Gabe Kapler from the Giants and even Jimmy Kimmel. You gotta... This is, um, I, I don't know. That's what I have to say. Am I bugging you? I don't mean to bug ya. Played that from you too. Bono getting on his high horse. I'm getting on my high horse. We heard from... Just the part of Life is a Highway by, uh, one-hit wonder Tom Cochran, where he goes,
2: Gimme, 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 yeah!
3: (laughs) And, um, makes me think of Farford Nugent. You remember Farford Nugent? Which translates as, uh, driving enjoyment. And that's what I hope to give you, uh, with um, Race to the Bottom More like riding enjoyment Enjoy the ride It's like I was talking about with Toni Morrison and Better Call Saul Sometimes you're like, what is John doing? Why do he put that in the mashup? Why is he talking about Baskin Robbins getting <laughs> Getting screwed in this whole Dunkin Donuts uh, Talking about a mashup that's an unsuccessful mashup We heard from Amy Winehouse Wake Up Alone Sounds so good We heard just the beginning of Que Sabes Tu By Olga Guillot The bolero singer From Cuba And we heard the very end From Ziggy Stardust By David Bowie And I'm going to say one controversial thing Before I, I uh, start the Zoom And hopefully bring my guest on Um David Bowie, I know he's, uh, everybody uh, loves him, he's cool, and obviously he's, he is very cool, but for me, personally, wading through the David Bowie, a, a lot of it, listening to it just feels like homework. Is that, is that wrong? That's how I, this I believe. And I believe that God believes in Claude. I think we should uh, be uh, saying hello to our guest. Let's see if this, this is working here. Tom, Tom, you there? I think so, can you hear me? Oh my God! You sound like a a, a Star Wars character. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's it's very very bad connection. Man, what the hell is wrong with this? Tom, I think you should either uh, reconnect. <laughs> or or uh, or or call the hotline you sound you sound really weird man okay he's gonna call in two minutes oh my god Jesus tom sounds horrible the hell <laughs> Uh, All right, while we wait for Tom, this uh, this is perfect. See, usually the last song that I play, I try to play like a five-minute song to get ready for um, Crime Talk BK, but I can never play the shorter songs, and I've been wanting to play this. It's called Catholic Country, and it's by Kings of Convenience with Feist. We'll listen to this and try to get Tom on the line. is that better it's better here hold on let me bring this bring this down tom
2: yes it's, it's 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 um it's unfortunate that that happened
3: you sound good now good you sound damn good what if I just talked about how good your connection is for the rest of the show now
2: <laughs> That's okay i mean i I feel like the the radio host's plight is a is a great plight, especially your situation and it's it's a maddening process and what a, I, what about it? Well, you know you 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 try to time things right. you have a window, you have you have a person that's going to call in mm-hmm. you've arranged, you've had the links. <laughs> The various process of the various different processes that you've explored from, from the least amount of risky links that you can send <laughs> up to your guests <laughs> you finally feel like you've got a system down and then you bring the guest in at the exact time and it just doesn't work out and uh then now you got to figure out what to say
4: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and uh it's a bummer and then you just start thinking about how i shouldn't have to do this <laughs> <laughs> And then, why am I doing this? And yada yada yada. Yeah,
3: it's okay. I I played about a, a fifteen seconds of of a song that I've been wanting to play on the show for a while, so that it all worked out.
2: And that's nice. See, because you're a crafty veteran now. You yeah, have, you have some some, some go tos. Three, uh,
3: three, three plus years, Tom, on uh, on in the uh, Winslow T. Broadcast booth.
2: And it's getting better. I, the mashup was great i mean you know sad but great mm-hmm. always Thank good always, always good
3: what do you think about uh i i want to get your take on a few things that i said controversial issues did you hear me talking about it, this baskin robbins dunkin donuts thing
2: <laughs> i did i did and it's something i just you know i believe as well <laughs> <laughs> um i uh I used to go to Baskin Robbins all the time as a kid and you know sherbet.
3: It was just a Baskin Robbins, right?
2: Yeah, no, yeah. it was it was it was 31 flavors yeah. before that. It was a big deal. hmm Um and yeah, now it's <laughs> I didn't realize it, but it's definitely subconsciously I noticed that it's it's a sad, it's a sad state of affairs <laughs> <laughs> for those for those flavors.
3: Yeah. I don't think I've I I might have tried like once to to get um, Baskin Robbins as, as a part of the Dunkin' Donuts and the, the, the Dunkin' Donuts because they're Dunkin' Donuts workers. That's where their allegiance is. And they looked at me like they were disappointed that they had to go over to the ice cream.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I may have firsthand knowledge of what those folks actually where their priorities are, because I could I could be working there. Uh, shortly,
3: <laughs> yeah. You
2: thinking? Yeah, of, thinking, thinking about about it? a move. <laughs> um, you know, I uh, I'm in the real estate mm-hmm. world part time, and uh, it's just, I mean, like, it's just every everything is just so bad. I, you know, I don't know. I was just it's hard not to just get so bummed out, you know. But like, it's every industry is struggling. Mm-hmm. Every avenue seems to just be clogged. <laughs> And, um, you know, there are tons of people employing you know people in every job sector, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm considering just putting my hands to work, getting out mm-hmm. getting getting my hands dirty in something anything
3: getting your hands dirty in some uh, thirty one flavors
2: <laughs> that's right That's right. Um, i thought you know, that- I get nervous about making coffee i I thought about being a barista, but mm-hmm. i you know that's a high traffic yeah (laughs) antsy crowd
3: are you when you go for coffee tom tom de um tom um (laughs) do you uh are you are you like ever uh like a steamed uh steamed milk person or are you just normally just like i just want to want a coffee iced coffee just straight up order or do you do you go fancy
2: um, I'm pretty uh, pretentious.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, what do you mean? And now, le- well, you know, I I want a macchiato, but I hate saying a macchiato. I hate saying mm. it. <laughs> you know, those I are the, the same, super like,
3: tiny uh, macchiatos. The super tiny one, like even tinier yeah. than an espresso.
2: It's an espresso with foamed milk. Uh, okay, a degree, a shade. <laughs> it's just a shade. I don't want a lot. I just want a little. And even that, there's a discrepancy. You can even mm-hmm. get the Cortado or the Macchiato. But you know, there's a great scene in uh, *Curb Your Enthusiasm* where Larry David wants like the latest. He goes to Starbucks and he wants like some new drink that they have, but he can't get himself to say it. <laughs> and he's just like, "Give me the uh, bullshit uh, frappe, whatever it is." Yeah, we don't <laughs> uh, yes. we don't curse on the show, Tom. Oh, pardon I, me. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Pardon me. Sorry. I have Bull I have crap. kids
3: kids listening. Bull crap. Thank
2: you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I go through. I have a lot of anxiety in ordering situations. Why can't I do
3: I, that with Doctor Lisa? She curses up a storm, and I never feel comfortable being like uh, Doctor Lisa. I don't know if you noticed, but we don't we don't use expletives on the show. I just let her do it. Why is that, Tom?
2: Well, you're my friend and we live together. Yeah. So you can call me out on anything I do wrong. <laughs> She's more of a stranger. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, what do you think about David Bowie being a h- homework to listen to? Um, for who? For, for, when I, for me, for you. Like, uh, for me, I, I know that David Bowie is, is really cool. Um, but yeah, but for me to like re- dive into the David Bowie catalog, I just feel like, um, work. it feels like a lot of work and I don't really enjoy it that much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like everything is just work in the end right now, everything, especially that's like pre 20, I don't know, 20 seems dated and doesn't make any sense anymore, mm-hmm. but, um, I do. I was hearing about him recently and how he would, he literally did one take for every song, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. But he was, he was astoundingly good in the, in, you know, a recording performance. And so I do a lot of that. And I'm just always like wondering, like what, and I know he was an actor. Uh huh. So it got me thinking about what weird state was he getting himself into to like yeah good once and be that fresh once and just be done with it you know
3: the miles davis school does seem
2: like there's there's something worth exploring there because you know you've done recording it's Mm -hmm. like you want to keep it fun for everybody and not get into this like horrible you know rut where you're just doing the same thing over and over again everyone gets cranky yeah you know it's kind of loses its fun vibe
3: We got a listener Chris saying China. uh, He says Bowie is not homework. China Girl is my favorite. And then listener Tim says um, uh, young Americans uh, best Bowie start to finish. So uh, I got some more homework.
2: (laughs) Um, You know, I might consider old Mike Myers movies homework. There's a lot of great Mm. things that he did that I forgot about, you know. Um he his last movie was just so awful. It it like erased anything that was good. Which one? You know? Um this this the guru. Oh, the love guru. Was the that his last guru. one? I think it was at the last quote unquote Mike Myers movie. Yeah.
3: He's a weird yeah. dude.
2: Yeah. But talented and really, yeah. you know, lots of fun. He did lots of fun things. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Man, uh Wayne's World. I've watched that so many times.
2: Yeah, and I think we all need a Garth. I've been thinking like, can I can how do you, who can you get to be a Garth in your life? <laughs> <laughs> you just want to make that person your Garth. Yeah. Um especially with shows and performing, you know, like I you need somebody and maybe, you know, you should explore this with your show. You know, it's like it just and this is why talk shows have, you know, those people that yeah. just just stimulates you so much to always have somebody just right there. A, si- a
3: sidekick? Yeah.
2: I mean, I don't like using that word, but, you know, so uh, uh, another person, uh-huh. another person that you can you know talk to who maybe doesn't like leading, doesn't really have as much to say as you do. But likes to be there, nonetheless. All right, let's let's
3: let's name the sidekicks um, as as many as we can. Um, Ed McMahon uh, and Andy uh, Richter. Richter. He's great. Um,
2: He's the best, maybe. Yeah. In, in real life, I think Hank Kingsley is yeah. the best in fantasy mm-hmm. life. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that is the funniest man. I, that is the funniest character I think I've ever seen. Um, I agree. But so. From Larry Sanders. He's Larry Sanders. Yeah.
3: You got to reset it for the listeners. They might not know who you're talking about. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh,
2: you know, by the way, Paul Schaefer. But I, I took his acting workshop, Jeffrey Tambor's, who played Hank Kingsley from Larry Sanders. Did you know that?
3: I didn't know that. Did. Uh, did he? Um, he got me Too'd. Do you know yeah. that?
2: And it, I'm not, not really not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was at South by Southwest when we were. I think actually you weren't there that year, but I was there for something. Uh-huh. And um, it was this huge, you know, 300 person workshop. And uh, he was working with actors on stage and fielding questions in real time and it was really inappropriate he just was he you know he's crazy
3: no boundaries crazy
2: person no boundaries and look, like that's what makes him a great actor yeah um but uh it was extremely uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) you felt like this madman had power over these two people who were being watched by 300 people doing like an intimate love scene or like you know quasi argument fight scene and um then he's like fielding questions, and I raised my hand. I, I, I had to talk to him. I was like so high on Larry Sanders at yeah. that time, you know, and I just was. I thought he was a genius. And, um, asked a question and like looked into his eyes, and he just he scared the bejesus out of me. I yeah. just this guy is nuts.
3: Did you watch Transparent?
2: Um, not really. Oh, it was, no.
3: it was good. I gotta say, it was damn good. And uh, and and um. Uh, arrested development i mean the guy had a had a had a not a lot of people do three great things like that
2: i know and it's so funny every time yeah you know he had some he had a lot of wisdom as an actor for sure yeah but he was he just struck me as somebody we had with no no boundaries and like that's and that you if you have boundaries you'll be a bad actor <laughs> and that, that was yeah. his whole thing and he hated natural anything you know because the, the the two students were just it's very much our generation's style of acting it's like you know don't give me anything fake give me like yeah give me your real have the courage to be boring that kind of thing and be take time and give me the pauses and i want to hear like all the uhs and ums and all that you know whatever the, there's a word for that but um hyper blab for realism or something yeah yeah um but uh he's like, "No, make it hot, make a hot choice. I want to see a hot choice, or I don't care. why do I care he's like i don't I don't want to watch this, yeah, and I thought there was something cool about that, and that's why he's so exciting every time he's on he's he's done something in the back of his head that he's made some huge decision choice, and it just makes everything super alive when he comes on camera.
3: that reminds um, me of of uh some of the best uh feedback I ever got um uh, I might have talked about this on, on the show before. I can't remember, but, um, I had a, I had a coach at, at UCB. Um, this guy, John Murray, who, who was like, uh, you know, we were doing different improv scenes and he was just, he got fed up and he was just like, all right, stop. Everybody stop. He's like, you know, I see you guys in these scenes. You come up to the thing, you set up a, a premise and there's a thing that, uh, you you obviously are supposed to do right you you're supposed to like kiss the person or or shoot them or uh mm-hmm. you know whatever it is and you back down every time and you talk mm-hmm. about why you can't do it he's like do the thing <laughs> we spend we spend our whole lives uh skirting around the things that that are right there in front of us he's is like do do the damn thing in fiction and and in art it's our it's our opportunity to to go for it? Why? Why am I going to watch you hem and haw? Um, right. You know. I guess
2: there's there's some voice in the back of our minds that thinks that the the more realistic choice is to hem and haw, which mm-hmm. is not which is not good. It's not the point yeah. of anything. But you feel like you're capturing some kind of nuanced reality. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's just boring and dull. Yeah. Uh,
3: more sidekicks. Um, uh, Chris says, uh, Chewbacca, Robin, Sarah Connor. I it was the the I guess <laughs> sidekick to the Terminator. That's that's kind of left field. There's uh, you know, and By you the said,
2: way, speaking speaking of the Terminator, yeah, you, have you seen his his son Arnold in Fordson, the staircase? Son? Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, that's what we need to talk about. So, so guys, Tom Demena is the person who put the staircase on the map. Now it's everybody's watching the HBO uh mini series um and way back when Tom came on Race to the Bottom and said my god John you need to watch this thing the staircase and I did and uh and it's it's documentary about this guy who uh has two, two wives who who uh ostensibly fall down the staircase but everybody thinks he kills both of them and then it's the this documentary of his trial done by this french film crew and it's fascinating and twisted and dark and funny and weird and uh and now it's an hbo uh series and and it's uh, are you why you're watching it
2: yeah the new series is is really good you know these they're um if if you if you, even if you know the whole thing, it's just it takes yeah. it a, a whole step further. Have you watched it?
3: Yeah, we're, we're all uh, series appointment viewing. We're we're caught up to where it is yeah. so far, and uh, it's interesting because the 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 series also involves the the uh the documentarians are you know right. are are in it it's very meta in that way and something that they didn't mention in the documentary is that <laughs> the <laughs> the editor of this documentary uh started a um a relationship
2: fell that, in wasn't love that just wild Did yeah you just like throw your plate against the floor like i, I was just like you gotta be kidding me. yeah because you, you've been through this saga from day one it's like un, it's unbelievable and then you just learn that you're like oh my god so
3: the person making all the editorial choices on how this guy comes across in the documentary is actually pen pals and then lovers with with this guy <laughs> and she in the in the HBO series, she's played amazingly by uh Juliet Benoche and, and Perfect. The,
4: Who's the perfect yeah. casting
3: for yeah. that? And she's she's brilliant. And uh and the, the the main guy, Michael Peterson, is Colin Firth. And uh and then what do you think about uh uh Rudolph David what, what's it? Is it David Rudolph, right? Um being played yeah. by my favorite actor. Um uh Michael Stahlberg, what do you think about that that casting?
2: He's when I saw his face I said I
3: Oh shoot. What did Tom say when he saw his face? I'm so stupid. That's what I just said. I just closed my computer, not even thinking that Tom was on the zoom on that damn thing. What did he think when he saw his face? Tom, you still there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, my God. I got you back. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, What did you
2: think when you saw his face? (laughs) It it gave me joy. Yeah. It gave me joy. I thought, this is is perfect. This is the perfect guy. And it always brings me joy to see him because I always think about that scene in Lincoln Mm -hmm. um, when he plays that guy who gives the decisive 13th vote. Yeah. You know, and he 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 gives like the definitive eye <laughs> and it comes from this like guttural place deep inside <laughs> of him. You you don't know talking about? It's um, a very short scene in Lincoln, but he's so good. He's just such a good actor.
3: Yeah, I didn't I so. didn't know uh Stolberg at that um when I saw Lincoln. Um and I was just when I was watching Lincoln, I was just so wrapped up. I'm like, are they going to pass the 13th amendment? I don't know. Uh so I couldn't even focus.
2: Right, right. You know, well, because rewatch it just for him. He's honestly he has the best performance in it, and he's in it for you know two minutes for that decisive vote. Well, he gets the eye. He's also in what I think
3: is the best Coen Brothers movie, A Serious Man. Um, is just amazing in that. You've, you've seen that,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, he's amazing in everything,
3: and uh, and also he's. Uh, He's amazing in, um, what's the the one, uh, Boardwalk Empire.
2: Yes, yes, yes. So in good. New York where things actually matter. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, uh, so David Rudolph, the guy he's playing. Yeah. Um, yeah this is, um, I have a friend, <laughs> my mother's best friend, who you know, uh, Laura Slutsky. Mm-hmm. You might be familiar yeah. with Laura Slutsky. <laughs> she went to high school with David Rudolph. Oh, wow. And uh so they've reconnected through this show. Just another tidbit. the, sh- the staircase just keeps it just yeah. keeps going, John. Just keeps revealing itself. Oh
3: my god. Yeah. And and then uh and then Tony Collette as as the wife and um <laughs> and then talk about doing the thing. Uh, this is a perfect note to end on. Uh basically all of the different theories of how this woman died are enacted in the thing, including,
4: yeah.
3: including what, Tom? Say it.
2: I don't want to. Well, that he pushed her, that he no, hit her. Well,
3: that, yes. I mean, that is brutal. No, but the most recent one.
2: I well, I haven't seen it. Sorry. Oh. I have not seen it. I have not seen it. I, I don't waiting. think this
3: is a spoiler. They do the owl. What do you mean? You know the owl theory, right?
2: I forgot. Wait, no.
3: That she was attacked by an owl.
2: Oh, right, right.
3: They do yeah. it. They reenact oh, what my it would god. be. It's yeah. Oh my god. So uh
2: I Tony Collette is too good an actress. It's like horrifying to yeah. watch these things. Yeah. yeah. It's got a horror element that's just so good. At, and this is what I was saying earlier when I was on the show, that horror is like where it's at right now as far as Hollywood's concerned. Like it's just getting the best and the brightest. All the mega talent is going into horror. It's so good. It's, it's, it's terrifying. I, I now, now I'm scared to death to watch it.
3: It's good. Well, Tom, okay. I'll tell you what, what isn't horror is, is uh, whenever you come on the show <laughs> – um, and, and we, uh, we had some horrible, uh, tech issues, but we worked through them <laughs> and, uh, and it's, it's so good. good to talk
2: to you. Likewise.
3: All right. Take care.
2: All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
3: Bye. Tom D coming in, coming in hot. If you're listening to this on your computer, you can download the app for your phone. It works great. If you want to, uh, contribute to the station, you can go to Radio Freebrook brooklyn.org and click the green donate button you can sign up for the newsletter while you're there next week we've got a i'm talking about a mashup we've got a mashup show um i'm gonna have joanna perpich from crime talk bk on my show and then i'm gonna be on her show and her show is next stay tuned gonna wrap it up with count clovis from their uh this can't be 2015 they put this out that's when it That's when it came up on here. That's when they reissued it or something. This was from back in the day, from their album Waiting, A Hoof and Claw, Asheville uh, Superstars, Count Clovis. Have a good week. Bye.